0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Great to be with you across all the congregations. And I believe that God wants to release uh, faith this morning not only to receive from Him, but also to give. uh, Yes, in this moment, but also in our lives as we seek to see God's kingdom, not just in our own lives, but released into other people's lives. Now, last week, we looked at uh, receiving our healing, and we went through a number of different scriptures showing who God is as our healer, that He's our health and wholeness. And we had time to receive from Him, whether physically, emotionally, mentally, that He is our well-being. He is our health and wholeness. And so we had some time to go through the Word, receive from Him according to who He is. And hopefully, uh, you've managed to take the scriptures that we went through last week and use them in this last week uh, to meditate on to go over, uh, to pray through and just to help release faith in your life in a fresh way to receive from Him. You know, through the Word, we receive faith. We receive His faith to receive everything that He wants to give us. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't managed to take hold of the Scriptures or, or listen to last week's message, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, it, it, live in the moment on Sunday last week, uh, in the Horsham congregation, there was a bit more of a flow to, to the message. And I'd like to kind of do that uh, uh, today and, and bring a bit more of a flow to the message so that we can really uh, receive faith from him, ready to be activated to go and heal the sick, to see God's life and power released through us into other people's lives. Now, when I was praying Before last week's message and this week, which is part two, one of the things I believe God said to me was, don't forget my power Uh, in amongst all of the things that are going on around us in society and in our culture, uh, the battle for words and and opinion and everything else, that we don't want to just come to situations with more words. We know that the gospel is powerful because it, it is the word of God being released, but also the gospel needs to be accompanied with with power with signs and wonders and one thing that we have as the church as believers is the power of god available to see lives transformed by him uh, as we release that power i'm going to be going, we're going to be going through some scriptures this morning because we want our faith to be built up faith to be released in us so that we act upon the word and and not keep God's power to ourselves, but see a release of his life and power through us in a fresh way. One of the scriptures that we mentioned last week was 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20, where Paul the Apostle says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And so I believe God wants to activate faith in a fresh way so that we see a release of his power through our lives. One of the things that happened last week is we were receiving from Him. And I know many people on Sunday morning uh, uh, raised their hands in a response to, yes, I receive from God. God's done something in my heart and life this morning. And hopefully in this last week, uh, you've been receiving from Him. So one of the scriptures is freely we have received, so freely we can give. Now, when it comes to this part of the message, part two, uh, this is about heal the sick. So Jesus said, heal the sick, or Jesus said, I am willing, be clean, be free, be healthy. And so this part two of the message, uh, as well as receiving, it's really to to activate faith in us to go and give and release the power of God. And when we we begin to talk about seeing the sick heal, whether physically, emotionally or mentally, this is not just reserved for a few or to the few, or let's put it this way, it's not just reserved for the professionals, maybe people that are in full-time ministry in quotes, uh, because we're all in full-time ministry, because we're all called to live the kingdom life where we are and and what our lives look like. So we're all in full-time ministry in that sense. So what we're talking about this morning isn't just limited to a few this is who we are as believers. This is the one that we have in us, the healer that wants to release his power in us, but also through us. And so we're going to look at a few scriptures and hopefully the the, the word, uh, or I'm believing that the word is going to release faith in us this morning so that we move beyond maybe just hearing the word today, but actually being doers of the word in a fresh way, so Luke twenty-four verse forty-nine, Jesus said to the disciples uh, at the he'd been resurrected, been with them, uh, and was about to be uh, taken up to heaven. And this is what he said to them: He said, "I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high." So the disciples had been with Jesus. They'd seen him operate in the power of God. And at different points, he'd also sent them out to go and operate in the power of God. And so they'd seen him do miracles through them, if you like, or God had worked miracles through them. But because he was now going to not be with them any longer, but go up, back to heaven, he said, because I'm not going to be with you, I'm going to send the same power that I've had and operated in by the Spirit. I'm going to send you the same Holy Spirit that has been in me and operating in through me so that you can do the same things and greater things still. And so he said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to clothe you with power from on high. Now, when you're clothed with something, that means this is what you wear, this is what you have. And so God clothes us with his power so that everywhere we go, we take that life and power with us. So we're clothed with power. It's something that we have, we wear, we take with us. Then in Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus says to these guys uh, again, before he's leaving them, he says, Jesus said, you will receive power. Now the word power there in in the Greek is dunamis, which means dynamite, explosive power. So when Jesus is speaking to these guys, he doesn't just say, here's a little bit of power to do a few things. He's saying, you're going to receive dunamis, dynamite, explosive power When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, where you are, where you live, your locality, all Judea, to your nation and Samaria, to other people groups and to the ends of the earth. And so... Jesus is just reiterating what he'd already said. I'm clothing you with power. You're going to wear this thing. It's going to be part of you because I'm going to come into you by my spirit and you're going to receive this power to be a witness. And one of the ways that we are a witness is is a demonstration of his power through our lives. So in Matthew chapter 10, verse one, Jesus calls his disciples to him and it says here that he gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. So he clothes us with his power. He clothes us with his Holy Spirit. His power has come upon us. His power is in us when we have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of power. And you and I, we have this power in us because God wants to work through us. Now, with that power, Jesus then says, I give you authority to operate in that power. So I give you authority to operate in that power. So in order to operate in in an authority, we have to be submitted to that authority. In James 4 verse 7, James says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. What is James really saying there? He's saying when you're submitted to God, when you surrender yourself to God, you can then use the authority of God in your life to resist the enemy, to resist something and whatever you're resisting has to flee because the authority that is in you is greater than any authority around you. So the authority of God in you works when we're submitted to him in such a powerful way that the enemy has to flee. Let's put it this way, sickness has to flee. Sickness has to bow the knee to the authority of who God is in our lives when we submit and surrender ourselves to him. I think that's really, really powerful. Jesus said Himself that I I don't have any words of my own. I only speak the words my Father gives me to speak. What's He saying? I'm submitted to the Father so that the words that come through me are His words, so that those words are gonna take effect in people's lives. But He also said, I don't do anything of my own. I only do what I see my Father doing. So what is Jesus saying? I'm submitting to what I see the Father doing because if the Father is doing it and I'm surrendering and submitted to Him, then as I act in His name, in the authority and the power that He gives me, then I can see a release of that authority and power through me to see everything that the Father is doing uh, in that moment. Okay. And so we want to we want to live a yielded life. God doesn't compartmentalize our lives uh, and say, well, this bit is a healing bit, this bit is a faith bit, and this bit is a love bit. No, he he sees our lives as whole in relation to who he is, and that as we live, surrendered, yielded, submitted to him, then we are ready in any given moment for him to. Releases life through us in whatever way he wants to. So at one moment, it might be grace that is needed. Another moment, mercy, or another moment, love, or another moment, power to heal someone and see breakthroughs in their lives. So it's not that God just wants to do a compartmentalise today in relation to healing. No, he's saying as we Live yielded, surrender to him, then we are ready in any given moment for his life and power to be released through us. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. This is Jesus again before he's going to leave the disciples and go back up to heaven. He says to these guys, And these signs will accompany those who believe. And he says a number of things, but one of the things he says is, They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And so when Jesus is speaking, he's saying here, these signs, these things, these miracles, these signs and wonders, the supernatural is going to accompany those who believe. So why do we want to see what the Word of God says? Because faith comes from what the Word says. And when God authors faith in us, when we believe what he's saying, we then see a release of his life and power through us. Uh, I mean, I, I personally, I grew up uh, with my parents being in, in, uh, in the kind of ministry that they've been in for, for decades. And I grew up with uh, healings and miracles kind of being the norm. Uh, stories all the time of, of amazing things happening in people's lives. And we can be around an atmosphere and a culture of miracles and the supernatural, people that live with us over the years in community and as a household as I was growing up. We saw some amazing things happen in people's lives. And, and for me, miracles, healings were, were just the norm. Uh, but you know, you, you can be around and in an environment, an atmosphere like that, and you can see people's lives being changed and transformed. But there always comes a moment where you, me, as the, as the person in the moment, heals the sick, prays for someone that it's not necessarily somebody else in that environment that we know is going on, but others are praying for them. There's always a moment where it's your turn. And uh, one of the things I believe that God is saying to us is, it's your turn now. It's my turn now. It's time for us to show up ready and available for what God wants to do through our lives. And so let's put it this way. It's your turn now in this moment that we're in to see a release of, of God through our lives in a very, very powerful way. And the best way sometimes is to be dropped in it. And I know for me, uh, getting activated, if I can put it that way, in, in praying for the sick and seeing people healed was was sometimes being put on the spot in the moment uh, instead of, say, for example, my, my dad, Pastor Colin, uh, praying for somebody or somebody else that was uh, a leader or in ministry at the time. But maybe there was an opportunity and and somebody would turn to me and say, hey, Clive, why don't you pray for them? Why don't you uh, see God work through your life. And there's always the moment where it's like, oh, right, okay, well, I'm, I'm happy for you to pray or happy for them to pray, but you mean, what, it's my turn? I'm going to have a go? And and it's like, yeah, because it's the same God in others that is doing the healing through them as it's the same God in me that wants to heal through me. And uh, so I'll tell you a couple of stories in, in, in a few minutes, but th- That activation had to happen at at some point. And and I believe God wants to activate us as a whole body in a whole new release of faith uh, to see His life and power released through us, especially at this time. There's so many people that have been through some challenging things over the last 16, 17 months. And some people just need some relief, some healing in different ways, physically, mentally, emotionally. And, And we have the one who can set people free in their lives. But before we just get into a few stories and and testimonies, what was the motivation of Jesus? Now we've already looked at that in John 5, 19, saying that he says, I can do nothing by myself. I can only do what I see the Father doing because whatever the Father does, the Son does. So Jesus talking about himself. So one of his motivations was, I don't want to do anything that the Father is not doing. But because we went through some scriptures last week and we looked at who God is, He is the healer. His desire is to deal with sickness, with symptoms, with infirmities, with all kinds of things that can cause us problems in our lives. God's nature is to heal because He is the healer. And so what Jesus was doing was not asking God in the moment, well, shall I, shan't I, do you want to or not? It was watching what the father was doing because the father's heart was to heal and Jesus just wanted to cooperate with the father in that moment in the way that the father wanted to do something in that situation. So there was an obedience thing That was part of it. But also, this is another important part. In Matthew 9, verse 36, uh, this is what it says. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Connected with that, Matthew 14, verse 14. When Jesus landed, he'd just come across the Sea of Galilee. He was on a boat. When Jesus landed on the shore and saw a large crowd, He had compassion on them and healed their sick. Jesus' motive or motivation was not to heal because it would draw a crowd or it would make him look good. Jesus' motivation and heart to heal was compassion It was a love, it was a compassion for the person, for the individual or for those in the crowd. Even when there was a crowd, he always saw the individual and it was compassion that motivated him. So one of the things we're gonna pray uh, in a few moments is Father, thank you for your compassion for those that need to be healed, those that need to receive from you. And and Father, I thank you that in the moments when you wanna do something in somebody else's life, that your compassion would be released in me so that I'm motivated not by any kind of fear in, in the situation, but I'm motivated by faith, but also compassion to reach out with love to see you transform somebody's life in that moment. Jesus is motivated with compassion, with love to bring freedom into somebody's life. So if we understand that that's motivated with compassion, let's have a look at a couple of situations of what happened when Jesus ministered to people. How, what did he do? How did he do that? Okay, in Matthew uh, 8 verse 14, Jesus goes into Peter's house, this is in Capernaum. And when he arrived at Peter's house, he, Peter's mother-in-law was lying in bed with a fever. And this is what the word says. When Jesus came to Peter's house, Jesus saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up to wait on them. (laughs) I love that. It's such a down-to-earth practical scenario here. So she's not well, Jesus turns up and in that culture... The the kind of the the mother-in-law, the woman in the house, uh, would want to show hospitality to everybody in the house, and and hospitality was huge in that culture, the Jewish culture, wanting to create the right environment for people to come in, to be together, to eat together, to share life together, and so for for the for the lady of the house to 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 be ill and not be able to to create that environment of hospitality was like, oh my word, I'm I'm, I'm not being who I'm made to be, who who I want to be in this environment. And Jesus knew that and he had compassion and, and he went in and it just says he touched her hand, just touched. And it said the fever left her And then she got up and began to wait on them. Now, it sounds a bit like she began to serve them, but actually it was much more than that. She could then go about creating this environment of hospitality that was her heart and what she wanted to do in that situation. So just keep this in mind. He just touched her hand, okay? Luke 5, verses 12 and 13. We mentioned this story last week. Jesus was coming into one of the towns. A man came along who was covered in leprosy. When, when he saw Jesus, when the man saw him, he came to Jesus, fell at his feet. And, and this is what he said. Uh, the man said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and again, he touched the man. And, but in this moment, Jesus said something. He said, I am willing, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Now, in the first story, Jesus just went in and touched the woman's hand and immediately the fever left her. In this story, Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man, but he also spoke and he said, I am willing, be clean. And the man was healed. Two different scenarios. Jesus didn't do the same thing or say the same thing in each situation. Uh, He did something different. In a third story, there was a paralytic and it was when his friends had, had lowered him down through the roof, made an opening. I mean, I don't know if in your house, if somebody you know somebody broke the roof, open and lowered somebody down for him. Like, Hang on a minute, you're ruining my house. But yet this guy was was uh, brought let down through the roof, and he was a paralytic. And Jesus spoke to this man, and he said, "Get up, take your mat, and walk." Now. Three different scenarios and Jesus did three different things. In one, he just touched the person. In another, he touched them and spoke. But in another situation, he didn't touch them. He just spoke. Now, when we come to healing the sick, praying for the sick and seeing people set free, that there, there is no formula. There isn't a set way of doing something. And and I know for me personally, over the, the years, um, there have been moments where I've got into doing something a certain way, in the same way, and and uh, and I and before you know what you're doing, sometimes you put your faith in the way that you do something, or you put your faith in the words that you speak, and and sometimes without even realising it, if we're seeing people getting healed and we're seeing people's lives impacted like that, sometimes we can think, now what did I say last time? What did I say or do that worked last time? Maybe if I do the same thing or say the same thing that worked last time, I'll see the same thing happen again. And Jesus said himself, I I only see what my father doing. I I, I don't do anything of my own. I, I don't look to the last time I saw somebody healed and say, well, I'll do it the same this time. And this is where our faith and trust is in who God is in us, that it's not lots of words or lots of things that we say that are going to see someone healed, or if I do something in the same way as I did last time, that that will see someone healed. It's every time, this is how I see it, anytime somebody needs to be healed, I always look at that or come to that situation as the first time that I've ever prayed for someone, Uh, because then I come at that with, a, okay, Father, what is it that you want to do and how do you want to do it in this situation right now? so that I'm not looking to something that worked before or didn't work before. What I'm looking for is, Father, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? How do you want to heal this person now in this moment? So that I'm trusting God. I'm not putting faith, if you like, in my own words or my own actions. And, and, So therefore, each time it comes to something, to to see somebody healed, it is a like, Okay, Holy Spirit, it's up to you then. What do you wanna do? How do you wanna do this in this situation? And uh, a few years back uh, when um, I was the youth pastor here, we we used to run a a coffee shop in town for young people in in the town. And one of the things that myself and and the team that, that ran it, and the team was one or two of the youth leaders, but most of the team were young people themselves. And, and so it got to the point after a, a period of time, we have been running this and sharing the gospel. Uh, we, we believe God said to us, hey, I want you to pray for the sick. And anybody that comes in, I want you to offer to pray for them to be healed. So we were like, right, OK, great. And, and when you get to that, that kind of context, um, you're dealing with people that don't know Jesus. And there might be certain things we do in a meeting and the way we do things in a meeting that we're used to as Christians. And there might be some music playing and there's a nice atmosphere. We call people forward, there's lots of people and then people begin to pray and there's an atmosphere of worship and and we've got used to uh, faith if you like, being activated in that kind of context because it's in a meeting. Uh, but for most of us in our lives, when we're going to pray for the sick, it's not going to be in a meeting. Uh, it's in everyday lives, in everyday situations. So we don't necessarily have a worship leader or somebody playing a keyboard or, or creating a nice atmosphere. We don't necessarily have lots of people with us where we're agreeing together. Yeah, and there's an environment, you know, for, yeah, well, because of the atmosphere, lots of people are going to be healed, aren't they? No. Where, where Jesus and how Jesus operated, there, there wasn't music playing. It wasn't often, it wasn't in a meeting even. Uh, like we know meetings to be. It was in everyday life. It was in the streets. It was in homes. It was in the community. And I believe that God wants to activate and release faith in us to see more and more happen in our homes, in our streets, where we are, with our neighbours, friends, in our workplaces. Uh, we need some wisdom in the workplace uh, because we know there are sensitivities uh, in the workplace. So it might be that you have a coffee break or a lunchtime and you, you're you with a work colleague. You're going to have lunch with them you're out you know, outside of the office in that environment or whatever. And you and have a bit of wisdom, you know, in that kind of scenario as to when to pray for someone. But I believe God wants to activate faith and release faith in us to expect him to move and work in, in environments, in very everyday situations. And so often G- people came up to Jesus, came to him in the street, in the community. Uh, and And the examples we've just... Uh, mentioned in very, very everyday scenarios, and often they're in in the way Jesus healed was very, very different than we're used to. Often we we uh, con- we have in a meeting setting we we come at things in a certain way, um, and none of that is wrong, but because our faith has been built and grown to see things in that environment, but I believe as we see more and more outside of the four walls of a building, of a meeting, out in everyday life, then we we need to be like Jesus in those situations because in one moment, he just touched someone and that was it. It wasn't a long protracted ministry time. It says he just touched Peter's mother-in-law on the hand, she was healed. Another scenario, he said, I'm willing, be clean. That was it. Another scenario, he says, get up, walk, take your mat and walk. That was it. And, and I think sometimes what we've done, and, and I just want to say to you guys, sometimes people like me, People where we've 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 exampled, if you like, ministry from a platform. Sometimes what's been exampled to everybody is if you're going to pray for the sick or or see people healed, then it's got to be done in a certain atmosphere, in a certain way, with a band playing or music going on. And, and sometimes what we've done, and I apologize for this, is we've disempowered the everyday believer because so many believers have watched the minister, if you like, pray and operate. Uh, we, we've often watched the minister operate and uh, in ministry in certain ways. And we think, right, now if, if I'm going to see that kind of thing happen, I've got to be like that and do things like that. And, and it's like, well, I don't know if I can do that. And, and some of the styles that have been exampled uh, have, have, have been a bit over the top. And, and for, for 99.9% of us, where we're going to see people healed is in our everyday lives. So we want to blow the myth, of what it really means to see people healed. So in this coffee shop, we, we all agree together as a team, right, as young people come in and we find out they're not well in some way, or they talk about being sick, let's say, hey, can we pray for you? We believe God wants to heal you today, or tonight, as it was. It was on a Friday night. And we started to see loads of young people getting healed uh, every week. And maybe ones and twos initially, maybe others more, but over a period of time, lots of young people getting healed. But what was it like to see them healed? Well, it got to the point where young people were coming in and there was one evening a young person, uh, there were a whole load of young people in this this cafe hanging out and, and whatnot, but then somebody came in and they walked straight up to me and they said, are you the guy that heals people? And I said, uh, what do you mean? And they said, well, I've heard, people have told me that if, if you come here to the, to the Christian coffee shop or the Christian calf as they called it... Um, People get healed, and I said, "Well, yeah." I said, "I, I, I said it's God that actually heals people." Um, well, what's up? And and um, this person said to me, "I've I've got a bad stomach pain, and it, it's like a they explained what it was, and it was not just a stomach ache in the moment. It was like a condition that they had, and they said, "I've got this thing. Can 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 God heal me of that?" And I said, "Yeah." And they said, and they looked at me, and they just said, "Well, go on then." And in that moment, it was like they were just looking at me. They, 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 obviously, they didn't know Jesus. They didn't suddenly close their eyes and, and hold their hands out and look up to, to heaven or anything. They just stood there and they said, well, go on then. Uh, not, not as a challenge, but just to say, well, if Jesus can heal, then c- c- go on then, uh, do whatever you're going to do. And, and in that moment, I couldn't say, well, okay, mate, if you'd like to close your eyes and just put your hands out in front of you, you're going to receive. He just looked at me and, I, and I'm like, well, I couldn't shut my eyes. Uh, I couldn't start praying in tongues or go off in, I couldn't quickly run around the back and say, oh Lord, is it, is it time for this moment or not? Do you want to heal him or not? The guy came in like people came to Jesus and said, if you're willing, you can make me well. Or the woman that pressed through the crowd and touched his garment and power went out from Jesus and she was healed. It's like this guy had come and said, are you you the guy that heals people? And and, well, go on then. And so I just stood there and I looked at this guy and I said, be healed. And then I asked him, how are you doing? And he went, man, all the pain's gone. what, What did you do? And I said, I said, God's just touched your body. God has just healed you. Now, I didn't touch him. I didn't lay hands on him. Uh, I just said, be healed. Literally, that simply. And then I asked him, how are you? How are you doing? And he was he was like, man, how did you do that? And, And I said, that's God showing you that he's real. It's God showing you that he loves you that he wants you to be whole, he wants you to be well. And then he turned to his mate, he went over to a table where some others were sitting, and he then said, you, you need to go and get him to, to heal you or whatever. And, and this other person came over, and they said, man, i got a I got, a, I got a, like a mad headache going on. Can you, can you heal my headache? And I said, God can heal it, yeah. And, and he looked at me as well, two of them standing there now, and this guy looked at me, and I just said, be healed and um, and I said how are you and it, and this guy shook his head and he's like how I won't say the words that came out of his mouth they were they were you know not words that we would use uh, necessarily uh, but he said how are the did you do that and, and I said that's god mate just touching you showing you that he loves you and he wants you to know him and he's like wow I can't believe it wow that's amazing and then they started, and then it opened up a conversation about who Jesus is, and then what He do, what He can do in our lives. But it was just so normal, so down to earth. And I think sometimes what we've done and, and what we've demonstrated, if you like, as as leaders, to the saints, to the to, to believers, is you have to have some massive ministry time. It has to be a certain atmosphere. We have to do a certain way. And we all go into, if you like, I don't want to be disrespectful here, but we go into a, like a holy moment of, oh, you know, now it's healing time. And But yeah, Jesus was just walking along. People came up to him and he was like, be healed, be clean, go. Your faith has made you well. Others he just touched and they were healed. Others he touched and spoke and they were healed. And... So I want to encourage us, okay, that God wants to work in and through you and me in very real and down-to-earth situations, but in supernatural, powerful ways. Um, Let's just look at one more example, okay? And this shows how out of the box Jesus is at times. So Jesus was walking along. There was a blind man who'd been a man that was blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God may be displayed in him or the glory of God may be revealed. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him. I must do the works of, or we must do the works of him who sent me. I love that. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. We're living in that day right now, and we we it says here we must do the works. We want to be about the Father's business on earth, seeing His power being released. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, listen to this. After saying this, <laughs> Jesus spat on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it in the man's eyes, and then go and t- then he said go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So the man went, washed, and he came home seeing. Wow. Now that blows our minds. Now I'm not necessarily advocating if somebody, you know, go and spit and do all of that. But what I'm I'm saying is it just debunks so much religiosity, if you like, that we have put round so many scenarios uh, when we go into a certain mode when it comes to ministry or, you know, we, of course we do everything with reverence and in fear of the Lord, okay? I'm not saying we become flippant in any way, shape or form. We we do whatever we do in reverence and in awe and in fear of the Lord, okay? But I believe God wants us to be so naturally supernatural in the way that we live our lives and that we go about seeing God's power released through us in very normal and natural ways. Uh, There's one last example that I want to give you. Uh, Back, you know, a few years back, I was traveling quite a lot in this country and other countries, uh, speaking in youth meetings, youth conferences, and one of the things that God spoke to me about was to activate the next generation in His healing power. And so what we used to do in workshops and in different settings would, we would just help to release young people into praying for people that were sick so that they could see in a, in a setting where, yes, it might be in a meeting, but there was no music, there was no atmosphere. And we purposely did it in a very workshop way uh, so that they could see God's power being released through them to encourage them that they can see that happen out with their friends. And, and one of the things that... that um, God got me to do was uh, I would get a number of people up, and I would I would first of all kind of demonstrate, if you like, how you could. Pray for somebody, and sometimes it was just a command. Sometimes I would lay hands on them, just different ways, and God would heal people just to, to build people's faith. And then we would have a whole load of people up who needed healing, and then get lots of young people up to pray for one another to see them healed. And one of the things that, that uh, happened in one of the meetings was uh, I got f- about half a dozen young people up, and I was just about to pray for them. And, and God said to me, Stop, wait. I'm like, OK. And he said, I don't want you to lay hands on them, speak to them or do what you normally do. Because I'd I'd got used to doing things in a certain way without realising it. And I'd begun to put my faith in words that I would say or, or things that I would do without realising it. And I just believe God said to me, all I want you to do is stand in front of them, not do anything, not say anything. And I was like, right, OK, OK. Um, He's, he, and, and God said, just trust me because it's 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 him that heals people. So I stood in front of the first person for about f- five seconds or so. And then, I, and then God said to me, now move to the next person. So I went down the line and stood for about five seconds in front of each one of them and then asked them at the end, how are you doing? And they all were healed in that moment. So in about 40 seconds, six people were healed without me doing or saying anything. And I believe what God wanted to show me in a fresh way was, Clive, this isn't down to what you say or what you do and and getting used to doing things in a certain way. This is you trusting me in the moment and doing what I show you to do. And so I believe God wants to just activate us today in a fresh way. And and we're going to just... Pray and respond for a moment And like we said last week One of the best things to do Is to be honest with the Lord Some of you might be listening today You might be in the room uh, here Or you might be at home uh, Wherever you are And whatever setting you are You might be thinking Well Clive, I've prayed for people before And I haven't seen them healed Or Um, I I don't know if I can believe that God wants to do that through me or would do that through me. I've, I've never seen that happen. And I believe what God wants to say to us this morning is let's draw a line Let's step over that line and let's be totally honest with him as to where we're at uh, because God loves our honesty. He can see what's in our hearts anyway, so we might as well be honest with him. Let's be totally be honest with him and let's allow him to kickstart something new and fresh in our lives about seeing his power being released through us. So let's just take a few moments, okay, and let's be honest with him. And if this is where you're at, where you're like, God, I, I, I don't know if I can believe that you want to heal people through me, Uh, I don't really know if that's what you want. Just be honest with them and say, Father, I ask you to forgive me right now for not believing that you want to release your life and power through me to see other people healed and their lives impacted. Father, forgive me for my unbelief. Forgive me for not believing who you are in me that it's you that heals the sick through me and not me in my own strength and effort. So I thank you, Lord, right now for your forgiveness. And now what I want you to do is just thank the Lord. Father, thank you that you have clothed me with your power, with your Holy Spirit, that I carry your life and power everywhere I go because I'm clothed with you. And I thank you from this moment onwards, there's going to be a new, fresh release through my life. And so, Father, I thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that enables me by faith and trust in you to speak the word, to give a command to be healed or to lay hands on somebody or to know what you want to do in each situation, how you want to minister to that person so that I can see people's lives healed and transformed. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what I want to encourage you to do, uh, wherever you are, whether you're in your congregation or at home, Uh, when the meeting's finished in a few moments, uh, I want just to give a few moments where sitting in your groups, those you might be sitting with in in your congregation or whether you're at home, I want you to ask people that you're with, uh, is there something that you need to be healed of, something that that God needs to do in your body? And then I simply want you just to turn and pray for them. Now, when I say pray, I don't mean start praying for them as in, Father, thank you for this person. They're so amazing. They're brilliant. Thank you that you, because they're so good you want to heal them and all of that. Don't pray for them like that. All you want to do is find out, okay, what do you need healing of? And then say, okay, let's agree together that God's going to do something right now in your body, in your life, okay? And then I just want you to to, to do something really simple. I don't want you to lay hands on them this morning, okay? What I want you to do is just say, okay, just be healed, okay? Or be free or be well something like that, you're given a command and the authority that you have is greater than the sickness going on in somebody's body, okay? And there's going to be a release of God's power when you pray for people in a few moments. So that's all I want you to do. Just keep it really simple. And then once you've done that, then just say to them, hey, how are you? How are you doing? OK, and see what is going on in their body. For some of you, you're going to get straight away. You're going to be healed. Something's going to be sorted. For some of you, there'll be the start of something. OK, you actually, it feels a lot better. The pain's gone down or the swelling's gone down or my headaches a lot better than it is going. And and maybe if that's what's happened, just say, "Hey, well, let's just agree a bit more for the full to happen right now and then just command it fully to go. Just say, right, I just command that go right now and to stop, you know. You don't even have to say in the name of Jesus. You can do if you want to, but it's the authority by which we speak in his name that heals, not because we just say the name at the end of the prayer, okay? So our faith is in him, remember this not in our words okay or our actions our faith is in him that when we speak he releases his power and something is going to take place so let's have a go this morning let's be those uh, who are going to see the sick healed see people's lives transformed and as we said earlier in the message it's your turn now so be really blessed see what God's going to do and look for opportunities and just say God I'm available this week for whatever you want to do and there's a little phrase a friend of ours said a few years ago our availability is God's opportunity to do a miracle so let's just make ourselves available this week for things that God wants to do in others through us that are going to transform somebody's life okay so be blessed have a brilliant day today and we'll see you soon